Hey listeners, how are you? How's your week been going? What have you been playing? Do you want to tell us? Well, you know what to do. Drop us a line on social media or come to join our Discord server. This episode was recorded on April 27th, 2021. Today, we are going to talk about two games that are finished, mainly Haven and Children of Zodiacs. Then we move on to some breaking news about Sony's game streaming ambitions. We follow that train for a bit before ending up the show on some housekeeping. We talk about what has been happening behind the scenes the past few months, plans for the future, as well as additions to the Mac team. If you have any thoughts, questions, or comments, please don't forget to send us a message on social media. We'd love to hear from you. Just to hear how you are. So get ready. We are going to start in three, two, one. Hey people, how are you? We are back with another mixed episode. We are going to be talking about two games Adam has finished and maybe some time for Nier if we've got time for it. If you didn't watch any of Adam's gameplay for these games, please check them out on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitch. Uh, lastly, we're going to end the show with some housekeeping, some chat about the future of the channel, uh, new people. I'm sure you guys saw Antoine's video about Epic's free games, even though it was a little bit late, but maybe you can keep these games, you know, Keep an eye out for them if they're on sale on Steam or another platform. So, Adam, let's dive straight into the gaming. All right. So I finished last week both Haven and Children of Zodiacs. Uh, Haven, you can actually, I only played that on stream. I never played that off stream. So you could actually see an entire gameplay if you wanted to go through the whole thing. We've got to make a playlist for that. Yeah, it's literally the entire game. So it's not all that long. Just a quick recap. It's developed by the Game Bakers. It's also published by them. Uh, it's available on PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. It was released in either December 3rd, 2020 or February 4th, 2021, depending on which platform you're on. So any of those platforms, you can get it now. And I've kind of reviewed it a little bit before. So this one will be kind of a brief little recap of how I felt after completing the game. So it's definitely an indie game. It doesn't have super deep systems. The graphics aren't, you know, super fancy. It's kind of cell shaded. And it's got that kind of techno-y kind of beat music. Apparently it's made by a DJ named Danger. And I guess they did a concert. Have you heard of this guy? No, never. I, I don't. I used to listen to techno when I was a teenager or late teens and then i stopped okay well i still listen to techno but anyway <laughs> house music is my favorite style yeah so they got this guy and he apparently they did kind of a concert in relation to the game and so you know the music's it's okay it's pretty good it's not anything that's super memorable like there's nothing i'm really humming or you know later on in the day or anything like that like i might have gotten with say final fantasy 7 or you know some of these bigger budget games, but it's, it definitely works. Uh, the, the combat is unique, as I've said before, uh, based on the fact that it is basically you have four possible commands and you can actually use items as well in combat, which I didn't use a lot of items because the way you build your items is, or the way you create items is what you do is you have to use rust which is collected throughout the world but i also knew in the game that i was going to need to use rust for fixing my ship and because there's only a certain amount of rust in each zone i was thinking oh, oh you know this is a limited resource i don't want to screw myself by using it on all these items and then get to a point in the game where i need it to finish the ship and then i don't have enough so i never ended up uh, making a lot of items but apparently towards the end of the game uh, there are several little islands where the rust does regenerate towards the end. 
So I don't think there's actually a real threat of ever running out of Rust. So in reality, you could probably pretty sparingly use it. And I think at times, too, I actually ended up collecting Rust beyond what my uh, capacity to hold it was. So I think I actually ended up wasting quite a bit because I wasn't using it because you can only, I think, hold 99 at a time. And I think I would get to, you know, 99 and then I keep collecting it and I can't go over 99. So I probably should have used it a bit more. That would have made the game much, much easier had I been using the items. So definitely, if you're going to play it, use the items. Uh, Don't don't worry about those. There aren't too many deep mechanics to it. I mean, they, they do things like cooking and things like that. And depending on what you cook, you can either fill your hunger bar, but it'll also build up a the relationship between the two characters. And that's how you level up. You don't fighting monsters. You don't get experience by doing that. You get experience by building your relationship. And the relationship is built by uh, eating certain foods. So if they eat certain foods, uh, that'll, you know, they have a meal together. That'll build their relationship. Certain events in the game will build their relationship. You know, if they learn a new technique together or they discover a secret beach together or, you know, doing these things together will build up the relationship as well. And that helps them unlock new abilities, uh, most of which you're not going to be using too much. But yeah, it works for that. And the, pro- the my only complaint with the exploration is that early on, you don't have a map. And that would have made exploration much, much easier early on. But once you do get it, it's not that bad. The voice acting is not that great. I don't want to insult the voice actors there. Uh, I feel kind of bad because I do voice acting myself sometimes, but it is a bit dry and I don't know if it's their fault or if it's more the writing was a bit dry. They definitely seem to be better towards the end. And I don't know if that's just the voice actors got more into the characters and they understood them better or if it was just me as the player getting used to these people's personalities and just kind of accepting them as they were and so it didn't seem so jarring to me anymore that they seemed kind of flat you know that like that just that was part of their personality at that point so i'm not quite sure if it got better or or not i it's kind of hard to say because i'm biased there because i had been you know listening to them this whole time uh and uh yeah the only thing that kind of surprised me through it it is a kind of a cliche story it doesn't you know have super big surprises or anything like that there's there's a few that come your way but not too many. But the one that really surprised me was actually I was expecting they, they basically allude to this thing coming and they're really worried about it. And so they're trying to prevent this event from occurring. And, you know, I'm expecting, OK, big boss fight, right? You know, we're going to have a big yes. boss fight here at the end. And there wasn't. It was the end sequence was just uh, you need to move around the map activate certain nodes and then it's done so that kind of threw me off because i was like wait no really that that that's the end that that's the end for me so i don't want to spoil anything in case people do want to play it or i mean if you want to spoil it for yourself go ahead and watch the videos because they're all right there but yeah it kind of just surprised me as uh i was expecting a little bit more towards the end but overall i would say i did enjoy it but this is the kind of game that i would recommend picking up on sale uh, it's probably not all that expensive anyway, but yeah, I, I'd probably wait for a sale on it because it is it's not a super long game and it's not a super deep game, but it is kind of a relaxing game. So if you need something that, you know, you're if you've been playing a big game, like, say, The Witcher 
or cyberpunk or you know some some really intensive game and you need something to kind of take a break from it and kind of pick something up easy i think this would be a good kind of a palate cleanser game i think it fits for that so i did have a question yeah i, I don't know if we talked about this with the last time you streamed it is like you mentioned the items so i mean potentially as an upgrade for the second game maybe more bull diversity with the increasing the amount of rust available so that you can play around with different stuff yeah i don't even know if it really lends itself to a sequel apparently there's two different endings and in one ending you basically cut off all ties with the apiary and basically make it that you can never go home but they can never get to you and if that's the ending that I got. And if you get that ending, I don't really know what you would do with a sequel because it's basically just them. It's like a Robinson Crusoe kind of thing where they're just living on this planet alone for the rest of their lives uh, because th the technology to reach the planet is not there because they've been basing their entire technology on this whole concept of flow and flow bridges and you know, the, these things link the planets. And then once your planet is disconnected from the network, there's no, you know, they don't have, they've never needed that technology before. So nobody's ever developed a te technology that can freely fly in space. You mentioned it, the last stream. Yeah. So because of that, then... I mean, they could do a prequel or something in the universe or something like that. They could do a prequel. They could pick up other characters. The other thing is Rust only exists on this one planet far as they know that's why they ended up on this planet because they they found out that uh they looked through some records and they found that there was this planet on the records that was kind of hidden away and the reason it was hidden away was because of the rust on there so this planet is uh an anomaly basically in that regard so i mean going to other planets you wouldn't have the rust so they'd have to change the mechanics quite a bit but you could do say a prequel in the same universe or in the second ending, I think they don't actually sever the connection with the apiary. So if you go off that ending, then you could continue it by having more people arriving on this planet and that sort of thing. But if they did want to go that route, I would say, yeah, more items, uh, more combat options. Because uh, as it is now, it's basically just block. Uh, it's just block, energy attack, physical attack, and pacify. And, and items. And the items that you can use are pretty much just heal, attack all enemies or with either the energy attack or attack all enemies with the charge attack. And that's basically it. They don't really... So if you come into a... If you come into a fight and there's, say, five spiders, you could take out each spider individually or you could just use the one item that attacks all spiders simultaneously and then take them all out in one hit as opposed to having to attack them individually. And yeah, so I, I think having more combat options and things like that could definitely improve it. I'm not quite sure how you would do it. But yeah, and then there were definitely times where the combat could get tedious. Uh, on my last stream, I did find an optional boss, which was this big rock monster thing. And it just took forever to beat this guy. I mean, it just took a really long time because the way that they do combat with him is he switches phases and in one phase he's vulnerable to physical attacks and in the other phase he's vulnerable to energy attacks but what he'll do is he will when when you charge up your attack your character kind of charges up the attack and then they if something else is in the middle of something 
then they'll they'll rush in after the other thing finishes whatever it is. So sometimes there's a time delay from when you activate an attack and when the attack goes off. And this can be several seconds. And because of that, I might activate an attack for a physical attack when he's in when he's physically vulnerable. So I activate it. There's a delay of about five seconds. And in that delay, he switches to the other one. And then basically I waste an attack because they can't hit him. And because of that, it just made it super tedious. And the other thing was I never figured out how to target enemies. And so in this particular fight, there was the rock monster and he has these two smaller monsters with him. And I would take one out and I wanted to take the other one out. So I would only deal with the boss. But the problem was, is that they would always just attack the boss. They never attack the smaller one. So I couldn't get rid of it. And I maybe there is a way to pick your targets, but I never figured one out. Combat was definitely very interesting. Yeah, it's 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 a really interesting concept, but I just feel like it could use a little more polish. I like the idea. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. I mean, but but like you said, it, it it is an indie game, and you can see the sort of the way indies tend to approach this kind of stuff. Right. They always want to innovate and they want to try something that somebody else didn't do. Which Children of Zodiac tried their way, and and I absolutely loved the way they did it. Um, but yeah, Haven, I, I would say the combat could use a little more polish. But that said, combat is not the focus of the game. It's an aspect of the game. But the focus of the game is the development of the characters and uh, getting to know them and the exploration of this world and kind of getting that out. So yeah, I, I feel like if they really wanted to... I feel like if they really wanted to make this game... To improve it, I would say go one of two ways. Either go and improve the combat quite a bit and make that a bigger feature of the game and make it, you know, a little more action-y. Or go the opposite direction and do something like, say, Yonder, where you're just like, well, we're just going to forgo combat altogether and we're going to make it more about collecting resources. And, you know, because, I mean, they are on this planet and they're trying to survive on their own, you know, so so do more of like a farming kind of thing or something like that. Because as it is, it's just you go around and... As you're collecting things randomly by chance, you'll find a seed. And then when you return back to your home base, you can plant the seeds and then you just wait and they grow. There's, you know, it's just find a seed, plant grows and that's it. So if if they, they could have definitely done more with that. Some of the upkeep and maintenance of the, of the household. Because, you know, they talk about it a lot, but you never actually do anything with it. Very cool. Uh, final thoughts closing sentence uh like i said it's probably something you'd want to pick up on sale but it's not a game for everybody so i would recommend watching at least one stream to kind of get a feel for it and see what you're doing in it because it it definitely is the game where i could see some people thinking like for me looking at it i was thinking this looks like gravity rush i loved gravity rush and then it's got some similarities there but it's just kind of bare bones by comparison so it looks like there's a lot more there and it's a lot more simple than it looks on the surface so so when adam said watch somebody's stream you're supposed to watch adam's stream that's right emphasis on that guy over there there somewhere i have my hand is pointing (laughs) okay that is it then we're moving on to adam's second game all right so my second game that i finished was children of zodiacs and this one is developed by cardboard utopia and it's published by square enix Uh, So it's still an indie game, but it's got a big name publisher. 
It's available on PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch, and it was released in July 18th on July 18th, 2017. So this game's actually been out for a while, and I didn't hear about it until a while ago, and then I bought it, and then I've been sitting on it for a long time, and I've been really wanting to play it. So I picked up this game because I absolutely love Final Fantasy Tactics, and I really wanted an SRPG to play because I do love my SRPGs and I had finished uh, Tactics Ogre Let Us Cling Together on my Vita so I needed a new game to play and this one was great and so basically the idea is your girl the main character is a girl named Nami and she is part of some tribe that's basically been wiped out and she's the last survivor of her tribe And after that, she was transferred into this main city of the world. And a long time ago, in the Age of Zodiacs, these people created these great weapons and tools and all that. And then after that, their society collapsed and this new society arose. And occasionally they'll dig up these kind of uh, archaic weapons or whatever, you know, these uh, tools that they can use to make their lives better. And now in this new city, basically it's very class-based. So you have the nobility and then you have the the poor people. And so Nami is living among the poor people and, and they have their own factions. They have cults, they have gangs, they have, you know, all sorts of things like that. And she was taken in by this guy named Zerchov. And he's basically a guy, he's a gang leader, but then he's kind of collected all these children under him. And then he raises these children up in his gang. And so it's kind of like, on the one hand, he's like a father figure and he's like a good guy because he takes all these children under his wing and, you know, helps keep them alive and survive. But at the other hand, he's not a great guy because he's kind of manipulating these children to, you know, work for him and help him, you know, pull these heists and, you know, become gang members and, you know, fighting gang wars and stuff like that. So there's a little bit of morally gray areas there. And anyway, the the entire game, it's actually really short. It's only 20 missions. So there's 20 main missions. There's an arena that has an additional five missions. And then they, at the very beginning, one of your characters is named Pester. And Pester gets separated from Nami. And then you follow maybe four or five missions on his end of things to see what happens to him after they get separated. And so, yeah, I don't want to spoil the story too much, but the story is really, really short because it basically all follows, you know, you think it's going to be like this whole, like, oh, we're going to overthrow the nobility and we're going to do this and we're going to do that. But no, it's actually the entire game is just one heist. Hmm. So, yeah, so the entire game is Zerchov sends you off and he says, go collect this relic bring it back. We're going to sell it to this cult. Good morning, Yorulan. That's Antoine. Ah, okay. All right. Good morning. He is rep- he's responding in chat. So that's why you guys can't see it, but we can see it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they go through the whole thing and, and that's it. It's just you getting this object and then delivering it to Zerchov is the entire point of the game. And yeah, it's 
you know, the main characters are children. It's kind of presented. The story is presented in a very childlike way that would seem very child friendly. But it does have some really deep adult themes like betrayal and, you know, doing things for, you know, sacrificing for the greater good and making difficult decisions. You know, like maybe if there's one person who's going to, you know, cost the group something, you know, you might have to sometimes take out one of your friends for the greater good of the group. So they definitely have some deeper themes in there. But what really made me enjoy this game was the combat. So the way the combat works is character, you gets a set of cards and each card is custom to that character. So everybody has their own unique deck and you can choose cards from this deck that you want to have in your your battle deck, I guess you would call it. And you have to have at least 18 cards in that. And then what you do is you can draw cards and then you can have up to seven cards in your hand. And the cards determine your attacks. So if you pick, say, a certain card, it'll have certain things. It'll, it'll have a certain damage on it. It'll tell you you get certain bonus dice. And a lot of times, especially later on, they will have bonus effects. For example, uh, Nami being kind of the thief character can go into what's called Shroud, which basically is your invisibility. Uh, everybody can still see you, but it just means that your next attack will miss. So no matter what they do, their next attack is going to miss you. But also some of her other cards will have bonuses if you're using them while in Shroud. So, for example, if you use this attack while in Shroud, you might draw an extra two cards or something like that. Or it might lock the enemy in place so they can't move. And so things like that. And so you get your cards. Those determine your attacks. But then you also get dice. And the dice have different faces. They can have a shard face. They can have a shield face. They can have a star, a lightning bolt, or plus cards. And so, and then the shards and the, the shard shields and stars can have different numbers on them. So you could have, say, a dice that has a shard and it says five. So that would mean five shards. So, for example, if your card does 60 damage and you throw your dice and between all the dice, you get an extra 16 shards. Well, it's 15 plus 16. So you do 66 damage. So that's how your damage is determined. The shield dice mean uh, if you attack somebody physically, they can do a counterattack. So the shield dice will prevent damage on the counterattack. And your counterattack is determined by how many cards you have in your hand. So if you're holding seven cards, you're going to do more on a counterattack than if you're only holding one card. And then the stars are to activate special effects on the card. So a special effect on the card might be like go into Shroud or uh, cast Evade on all allies or something like that. So these are the special effects of the cards. So stars can really change the way things play out because they can like completely be devastating by adding these extra effects. And then the lightning bolt, if you get those, are super, super rare. But if you get those, it allows you to do another attack. So you can attack uh, again. You can't move again, but you can attack again. And so the combination of having these cards and being able to customize your deck. So you can choose like, oh, I don't like this card. I don't want any of these cards in my deck. You just have to have 18 cards, but it doesn't matter which 18 you have. 
So the, the combination of being able to do that and the dice make the combat really, really interesting and really dynamic. And it was just a lot of fun. And I absolutely loved it because it did feel like a tabletop game, but it felt like a really in-depth tabletop game with really kind of, you know, because it's not just a dice roll of one through six. You know, each dice is unique and it does all these things. I just thought the combat was really unique. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, the only thing that I would say is I I just really wanted more of this game. It is really short and I really enjoyed the combat. And it was one of those things where I loved even going back and playing the random fights just for leveling up characters and whatnot. I really like this system and I would love to see this implemented in another game, say like Final Fantasy Tactics or something where you have, say, classes and your classes allow you to pick which cards and stuff like that. So I, I really like this system and I'd really like to see somebody else picking it up. I, I'm a, not a big fan of complexity, as my brothers will tell you in Elite Dangerous, where they're thoroughly enjoying it and I'm like, oh God. But I like board games and I like card games, so maybe this will be a thing. Yeah, the complexity is in the the customization. In, in the game, it's not all that complex. You pick the card, you throw the dice, and then you can pick two dice to re-roll. So if you don't like exactly what you roll, you can change two of your dice. So the complexity is in choosing which cards do you want to have in your deck and picking which dice you want to equip because you can equip your dice on the characters. And you can customize your dice because every time you get a new dice, it has three locked sides. But the other three sides, you can go ahead and you can actually choose what face you want to put on them, but you have to sacrifice other dice to do that. So every, after every battle, they'll, you'll instead of gaining, well, you gain experience every time you do something, but at the end of the battle, you'll get dice as a reward. And then you can use those dice as basically currency, you know. So for example, if you want to add a shard to your dice and your, your dice is a level five dice, you can add a plus five shard to it. You know, that might cost you, you know, three shard dice, one star dice and one plus card dice. And so you have to go through all your dice and, and select all the dice that have those things until you have, you know, three stars or whatever. And then you can change your dice. So you, there's some customization in, in your dice and you don't need to do that, but it does allow you to really customize your characters for how you want to play. For example, one of my characters, Zero he's kind of the defensive character so he doesn't attack very hard and most of his dice naturally have a lot of defense so they typically have a lot of the shields on them so what i did with him is i but because he's kind of the support character he has a lot of things like for example uh if you throw four dice everybody gets regen no matter where they are in the level or if you get, you know, if you throw four star dice, then everybody gets an extra two star dice of their own to make it more likely that they'll get stars. And so on him, I just loaded up on a bunch of star dice. So that way, you know, he was constantly getting all these buffs. Whereas on Nami, because a lot of her dice, for instance, she's a thief, one of her dice is, or one of her cards is if she hits you, she gets plus two cards. And so with her, what I would do is I would put on the lightning bolt on several of her dice. So she would, because she has another card that actually also allows her to get a bonus attack. And so because of that, she could attack sometimes, uh, I think seven times in a row if I got lucky. 
Oh, nice. Yeah. So she's just, you know, she's just a hit super hard. And so because of her, she was my main attacker. And she could just take out a guy in one hit. It was just crazy. What is Bait and Kate House? It's a really old game, if I remember correctly. I think it was back on like the original PlayStation or something. Uh, 2003. That would be PlayStation 2. Oh, okay. I was like, I've heard of that game. It's really old. Oh, okay. I've never played it myself. But yeah, yeah, no, I, I loved the system. It was great. I, I just realized, because I'm like, this is not on Steam, but it is on the Microsoft Store, which is an interesting choice. And It's not it's on, on Steam? Steam? No, it's on Switch. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I was like, oh my God, because I just bought Scott Pilgrim yesterday. Ah. Yes, because I've always had so much about that. I'm like, oh, okay, I, I want to... A Switch game to play, uh, probably for next month before Wait, the D and D game comes out. You're talking about Children of Zodiacs? No, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. on Steam. Oh, okay. Because because when I on Wikipedia, it just said Microsoft Windows, and I assumed it was the Windows Store. Nope, it is on Steam, definitely. Okay. Oh, very cool. But I, I don't think I, I'd want to get it for the. Now that I know it's on Switch, I want to get it for the Switch because I do. Uh, I w- would enjoy it there, I think. I mean, a lot of games I would anyway. But we've yeah. talked about that. All right, sir. Um, final closing thoughts on Children of Zodiacs. I would definitely say if you're a fan of SRPGs and you're a fan of tabletop games, definitely give this one a look. And yeah, this one I would recommend. You know, it, it's relatively cheap. I think it's only like, what, was it $12 or something like that? It's That's cheaper than the Switch. I just looked up the Switch price is 18 US. 18 US. Yeah, I don't know what it is on Steam. Let's see. On Steam, it is 500 NT. Okay. So that is what? A, a it's thousand. 28, 28 now. So okay, uh, my math is bad. Why am I doing that? My calculator is right here. Uh, five hundred divided by twenty-eight. Uh, seventeen, eighteen dollars. Yeah. Plus, so. you got to pay tax in Taiwan now. So. Okay, so it's about eighteen bucks. I would, I would say it's definitely uh, worth that. Twenty Canadian dollars. Yeah, I would say it's definitely worth that. And if you see it on sale, you know, definitely pick it up uh, no i'm gonna add it to the list uh, my switch to buy list since they are nintendo's little wishlist system still sucks big time yep okay and we're gonna bid zodiacs goodbye i mean before we move on to the housekeeping stuff yesterday sony mentioned that you know a playstation 5 streaming service is coming and the quote is is going to be uniquely playstation as the main sony pony i hate saying that uh here why do you hate saying that because it just sounds weird. <laughs> what do you think that could mean? A uniquely PlayStation streaming service. I mean, we've talked about PlayStation Now before. This is the one for video, right? Because they already have PlayStation Now. But this says the best... Where is it? Why has this suddenly disappeared? PS5 Cloud Gaming is coming and it won't be an Xbox Game Pass clone. This is the exact title. Okay, well, X- Game Pass isn't, uh, isn't streaming. Yeah. Uh, oh, also say cloud gaming. So, I mean, what do you think it could mean? Uniquely PlayStation. Uh, this is from PlayStation boss Jim Ryan speaking to Nikkei. I really don't know what that could mean at all. I mean, uniquely PlayStation, the only thing that I could think of would be exclusives. Exclusives? I don't know. Because, I mean, like Game Pass does all the Microsoft exclusives, right? Plus yes. the... So it does all the Microsoft exclusives plus the... Uh, all the other games that they've done deals with, like, say, uh, Outriders and that sort of thing. So if it's uniquely PlayStation, the only thing that I could think of would be if it was, you know, using exclusives. But that's 
kind of what Game Pass does. But you said streaming, right? Cloud gaming, cloud gaming, cloud gaming. Okay, so what's the difference between cloud gaming and streaming? I mean, mean, it's the same. It's just streaming from their servers to you. Okay, well, Game Pass doesn't do streaming. That's xCloud, right? Well, well, Game Pass and xCloud are integrated now, right? Time in the cloud game and PS5. Yeah, so, I mean, basically, this is what the article, it's on tomsguide.com. And this is what they're saying, PlayStation Gaming in the Cloud. And they said exactly what you said is exclusives. And I thought that's a pretty interesting story to break from yesterday. Yeah, I saw a while back the guy from, was it one of the original God of War guys or something? Somebody who had worked with PlayStation before but didn't work with them anymore was saying that they were going to do their own streaming. He said that they were going to make their version of Game Pass, but it was just that one guy saying it, but... Yeah, I don't know. Well, the article mentioned a good point is is the hardware is going to be a big problem for Sony because Microsoft's Azure cloud service is is a big competitor to AWS, yeah. uh, which is the backbone for cloud, a lot of cloud everything. And Microsoft's number two in that space. So they've got the infrastructure already. Yeah, no. And I mean, also, too, I mean, when you add in PCs, there's there's probably more, but there are more PS5s than there are Xbox X series. So... <laughs> that means that they're going to be more taxed. Uh, but when you add in PCs, I'm sure there's more PCs plus Xbox X series than there are PS5. So, I mean, if it, if it was streaming, it would be streaming to everybody who could afford it. It would be just like xCloud. But now... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're working out a deal with somebody else like Amazon or something. I mean, probably not because Amazon's doing their own thing. But yeah, maybe they're working out a deal with another company who yeah. does have the infrastructure for that sort of thing. Because this is this is the thing that's kind of for me. I'm not entirely I I like the idea of of the streaming, but I'm not entirely sold on it because the idea is that, oh, you know, like with Netflix, right? You you pay your Netflix and look at how much you get. You get all these options and that sort of thing. But when you start getting into the exclusives and the exclusivity of it, you know, when like we have HBO Go because there's no HBO Max in Asia or in Taiwan yet. So we have HBO Go still. Uh, so we have HBO Go and we have Netflix. But I know if Disney Plus comes to Taiwan, my wife is definitely going to be uh, getting Disney Plus. And it's one of those things where, yeah, we pay less than what we were actually we're yeah we paid a little we're paying a little bit less now than if than when we were playing for cable but i know like people in the states who have hbo max netflix hulu amazon prime disney plus you know and then it ends up being more expensive than you were ever spending in the first place right because you want all those access to all those different things and it's one of those things where like okay yeah, if you are, was it Game Pass is $120 a year? Like right now, if you're first signing up, you can get it, what, a dollar for the first year, or the first two years? What is it, the deal? Uh, Game Pass, they used to have like yeah, something like for three. When I did it, it was, I had like, uh, f- yeah, about a buck, 30 Taiwanese dollars for the first three months. And then after that, it went up to like five US dollars, which was nothing. Yeah, so it's, I think it's right now, I think it's 120 a year. But it it's 120 a year, but I think there's a deal where you can get like the first year or something like that for a dollar a month or something like that. But then after that, it's gonna get it's gonna go up. 
And I, I'm, I'm just really worried it's going to turn into one of these things where, you know, because Stadia basically came out and said, we're not going to do exclusives. Stadia. Stadia, sorry. <laughs> Stadia. I was sitting there in my head and I'm like, which one is it? I don't remember. Stadia basically said, we're not going to do exclusives. Okay, so they're saying we're not going to do those. We're only going to do multi-platform games. We, we're we're going to abandon our exclusives, that, the wishes for that. But I think Amazon still has, they're working on that MMO. What is it? Another World or something? Oh, they canceled it. Oh, they canceled it. Okay. But yeah. I think they still have some exclusives they're working on. Yes. And so it's one of those things where, you know, I mean, if, if in a way, if you were, say, a PlayStation person and you didn't have an Xbox, then you would never be playing Xbox exclusives anyway. But, you know, with all these deals and stuff with these streaming things and then things going on or off, you know, so if I'm playing something and it's on the PlayStation one and it's not on the Xbox one, but later it goes off the PlayStation one and goes on the Xbox one, kind of like how, you know, you have the office on Netflix and it leaves Netflix and it goes to the Peacock. And then I heard now they're thinking about like letting it come back to Netflix or something like that. You know, just paying for all these services, you're have, I worry that we're going to get to a point where it's like the Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime situation where we end up spending more money <laughs> than we originally were on this idea that's supposed to save us money. I mean, but I, I mean, especially for our demographic, you know, Antoine, you, me, Phil, it's it's just that it's it's like even Zona as well. Like we canceled our cable this year. I mean, after many years. And she's satisfied with Netflix. We tried uh, Friday, which is uh, another network offered by uh, my cell phone company. And even that, she was like, yeah, we don't need it. So we're just going to stick with Netflix. And I think as you get older as well, it's just so much stuff going on. And it comes down to age and it's like, okay, fine. If this is not on here, I'm just going to play other stuff. I mean, oh, yeah. there's nothing that, I mean, even the D&D game that I just picked up early on the Epic Game Store. I mean, if that had said, okay, we're only going to be on PlayStation this in 2021, I'd be like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll just wait for you until next year. Ten years yeah. ago, I would be like, mm, I'm getting a PlayStation now. But now I don't care anymore. Yeah, I have a friend who's uh, basically he's... And this is something that a lot of people have actually started doing now where you originally had, say, on like Disney Plus... Uh, for instance, you had the Mandalorian and stuff like that. And and when Netflix came out, there was a dip in piracy. So there was because people weren't, you know, because because Netflix was convenient. So there was no need to pirate these things. But now because we're getting back into all these different services, piracy is coming back a bit. There's been you a rise. So? I've seen online a lot of people have been talking about like you know i'm going back because i want to get i, I want to watch the mandalorian but i can't because it's on disney plus or you know i wanted to watch you know or like they say like oh i want to watch game of thrones but i already have netflix and i can't watch game of thrones on netflix or i want to watch the witcher but i have disney plus and hulu you know and so rather than paying for five different platforms they just rather pirate things well, no, I, I will say that much is is uh, as somebody who's never done any of these things. <laughs> Allegedly, uh, <laughs> growing up, uh, I would say you know video game piracy was a big thing, and as I've got older, it's uh, it's definitely dropped down. I would say video game piracy is like all but disappeared in the last five to six, probably in the last ten years. 
But I think TV piracy has not stopped at all. No, but I've, I've seen people saying it's actually picking up. I would say it's, it's been pretty much about the same. You know, there's... Because, I mean, every time there's a bunch of places, you know, people BitTorrent, people use Usenet, uh, and people download TV shows. There's the back in the day when there was the, the file sharing of file lockers that was a way for sharing TV. I mean, and there's all these private forums as well where people share TV that way. So it is always been there and there's always a way for you to get a show. But on, on the other side is networks themselves have become more proactive. So when a show releases online and uh, people capture it, upload it to the internet, and immediately it'll get taken down by these networks. And especially if you're in the US, uh, that's the most serious part with DMCA and other sort of copyright takedown notices. Uh, so it's, and, and it sucks because there's a lot of stuff, especially out here in Taiwan, and it reminds me of when I was living in South Africa, you get stuff six months to a year later, and who wants to wait in the digital age? Yeah, I have a friend, he's a really big Star Wars guy, and he was really kind of disappointed when uh, Rebels came out. He really wanted to watch Rebels. And because we didn't have, you know, any of these Disney networks or anything here, he was trying to he was trying to pirate it because there was no way to access it otherwise. It was really hard because he was like, as soon as these things go up, they take them down. And it was the same thing when Squadrons came out. You know, he couldn't he couldn't watch these things. He, he, you know, he would be really excited if he was able to get one because they were just really hard to get. And then when the Mandalorian came out, he was kind of, he was, again, really disappointed. But then shortly after the Mandalorian came out, it got to the point where early on it was really hard to do it. But he started saying like after a few weeks, he was like, oh, no, now it's, you know, because Disney was on top of that. But then he was like, yeah, now there's just so many people pirating these things that Disney just can't keep up anymore. Because a lot of people were doing it because they were like, well, why should I pay for Disney Plus when I just want to watch this one show? And so a lot of people had reverted back to piracy to the point where Disney just wasn't able to keep up and it was getting easier to pirate again. Because, yeah, because a lot of people had reverted back to it. I mean, it's a very strange, you know, mentioning Disney Plus. They were supposed to launch in Taiwan end of last year and they've delayed plans and I mean, they have the agreements everywhere. I don't understand why they haven't done like, I mean, Netflix, when they did their hit that switch and launched worldwide to 177 countries, how could Netflix being a smaller company than Disney be able to do do this? Even Amazon is in Taiwan. I mean, Amazon is huge. Okay. Amazon is, is a top tier, bigger than Disney in terms of overall value. But why hasn't Disney hidden? Of course. Okay. Uh, you, you compare Disney's share price or market, let's say market capitalization. Amazon share is about $2,000 for a single share and Disney's is not even close to that. Okay. So uh, it, to me, it just doesn't make sense why Disney didn't hit that switch and just sort of say, okay, everywhere. Like what Netflix has done is like Netflix in Taiwan, what I get is different from what your parents get in Virginia, what my brother gets in England, what my yeah. mother gets in South Africa. And with Netflix as well is... is I pay for the family plan. My mother and my brother uses in South Africa and they get different stuff. And Disney could have done that and say, okay, in Taiwan, we have sold the rights to X show. So therefore in Taiwan, Disney plus, you cannot watch this. Cool. I'm okay with that. I don't mind. I, I, like Antoine says VPN. I mean, yeah. my brother pays for a VPN for Netflix so he can watch different stuff. I don't care. I mean, I, I, I don't get to watch a lot of TV anyway, but I would pay for Disney plus in Taiwan, even if I couldn't watch everything, it's fine. I get to watch something. Well, it could be a political thing. I mean, Disney does have certain relations with people that might not want Taiwan getting certain things. 
<laughs> I mean, it could be, but I mean, that would not even explain like Disney, a lack of Disney Plus in other territories and other countries. No, 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 no Disney no. Plus in South Africa as well. So, I think it's it's. I personally think it's a financial thing because Disney lost, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars when all the parks closed and things were shut down and things were slowed down and the movie theaters and all that sort of stuff. So I, I think they don't have the money. Which is kind of ironic because the pandemic was the perfect time to release your uh, streaming service. Exactly. And boosted. Freaking hell. Yes, that that is the... They should have done that. That would have been the perfect time. Just like us on podcasting, you know, is we've we got a podcast during that time. And while we've not done fantastically, we've done good. Fairly well. Uh, so that's a great time to bridge on to housekeeping. So if you guys look at this, um, I don't know if Adam's realized this. I just pulled this off before the show. Adam's Free Fire and Apex episode is the most download episode we have. Oh, interesting. Yes, so it's got me thinking. I don't know if you have any thoughts about that. It's 90 downloads, number one episode we've ever done. And it makes me think, is, like, is it worth it doing a podcast focusing on the hot stuff? What do you mean by that? I mean, in the sense that like, like comparing, because I had a look at the stats before. Um, let me see if I can do I have the other stats. No, I don't. Uh, but, I mean, you look at the episodes before that episode and the episodes after that episode, and this is like a clear, gigantic peak of downloads. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, what do you mean by a podcast? I, I mean, l- like a podcast focusing on, on, like some people have like a dedicated podcast to WoW or a dedicated podcast to, I don't know, what else do people play? Apex or something like that. And maybe a podcast dedicated to a specific spell, blah, blah, specific game. I don't know how much you can say about one game. Well, I mean, you know, you know like like Anton did his podcast about the epic stuff, and that was eleven minutes, and maybe that is like a minisode or ah. whatever the terminology is. Okay, I mean, yeah, you could do something like that with news updates, but uh... yeah, 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 I mean, or experiences of say, like, okay, like when I was watching you play Apex the other day with the uh, Gibraltar guy, and play GTA Five is endless. <laughs> yeah, GTA Five is what ten years old now, and it's still one of the top ranked games. Yeah, I think I showed you the stats the other day. I, I was surprised that GTA Five is ah oh, because they have all those like role playing RP GTA Five servers, and it's the <laughs> most viewed yeah. Twitch stream. Those are great because I mean, literally, people are like, "I'm just going to live my life, but in the game." <laughs> like, so they're they're doctors and they're taxi drivers. <laughs> one person was a serial killer. <laughs> I haven't. I, I've always wanted to watch one of those, but that'd be for for somebody who has more time than we do. All right. So that is the podcast. Any thoughts about that before uh, we move on? I mean, I wouldn't mind doing it. I just don't know how much I could say where I to the point where I'm not repeating myself. <laughs> on term, Gabby, the bug of the day is blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah, and, and cyberpunk. <laughs> so today I discovered. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, maybe. I mean, just a thought. It just reminds me of playing Witcher 3 and all the bugs I had in there. Yes. <laughs> okay, so moving on from the podcast, because we've got about 10 minutes left. So uh, we're going to move on to the so potential domain. So if you guys are watching this stream, why is the horse on my roof? <laughs> oh, Anton, you are too distracting, man. <laughs> uh, so yeah. I, I just looking at middleagegaming.com, of course, already taken. 
But I just saw middleagegaming.club, uh, $1 or 30 Taiwanese dollars of the first year, which I thought was pretty cool. And I was talking to, to Adam later. I was saying that uh, we have a monetization scheme for available on Facebook that allows us to pull content off a website and get paid for that, which is something in the works at the moment. But um, this sort of wraps around into, we've spoken to Antoine, which is the guy, if you're watching chat, or if you're watching the stream on Twitch, uh, you can see the chat, and he's going to be joining us to produce content and videos and podcasts. He says, Yoo-hoo. So this is the guy I'm always talking to at the moment. And then we have another one, which is a co-worker of, of ours, uh, Phil. And he's going to be joining us at some point. And uh, hopefully next week, Tuesday, so I don't have to ask Adam what we're going to do next week. We're going to bring everybody in and maybe do, a, what do you think, Adam, a game show or a new show next week, Tuesday? Uh, I mean, we could do a game show and everybody picks one. Okay, sure, Unless, sure, sure. Yeah, or, or a news show, everybody picks one piece of news, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was just like thinking, you know, with two of us, we fill an hour with four of us, that's going to be a thing. We each pick one. Yeah, so maybe, yeah, maybe we do like uh, four news items, four game items. Mm. Uh, so I said about, about so the that's same 60 time minutes as divided that. by eight. Yes. So... How much math? What, what does the math say on that? So 60 minutes divided by eight. So seven and a half yeah. minutes per person. I mean, not including the intros <laughs> and that sort of stuff. So maybe a little bit less than that. Hopefully, Anton can join and uh, Phil can join and we can have a, a bigger show for next week. A speed run. <laughs> a speed run, yes. Control, control the time and control the gaming and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, okay, and the last thing, which is, I guess, what I'm doing right now. Oh, he said, I'll be in the dark. I won't speak too loud, but yeah, sure. Oh, because it's nighttime there, right? Uh, why not? Yes, yes. Uh, and Antoine's uh, in-laws are still there. Yes, yes. All right, guys, so the last thing I wanted to mention is YouTube. So, as you know, we have not been doing too many YouTube videos. Oh, Antoine's son just sleeps next to the PC. Okay, so we got to remember to keep it quiet next week. Yes, you know, Adam and I were doing a bunch of videos. We had Bella cutting for us before, and, you know, it was fantastic. And if you guys look at the stats, like, the number one video was the first headset video, and the number two video is uh, Adam's PS Vita video, and the number three video is Anton's video, I'm pretty sure, uh, from that. And, you know, those were getting a lot of impressions, a lot of stats, and I, I miss doing YouTube personally. But unfortunately, Adam and I have very busy jobs and things are changing, you know, and life has not stopped in Taiwan, so we are unfortunately not working at home, which would have been wonderful because we could be making lots of videos, but... Uh, hopefully once, uh, hopefully once Antoine is with us full time and Phil is with us, you know, Adam and I can maybe stop doing a podcast one week and just let Antoine do his and Phil do his, and uh, we can make some videos that time. And that's the plan. Oh, going back to Xbox Game Pass, the current special is one dollar for the first month and ten dollars per month after that. Ah, so yeah, so then the second year would be one hundred twenty per year. Yeah, yeah. So, or the price of two games, two AAA games. Two you could, AAA. You could games. buy multiple indies for that. Multiple indies for sure. I only paid twelve dollars for Scott Pilgrim. And that is it. Podcasts. Um, I mean, thoughts, Adam. Not too many. Yeah, I mean, it's good to get other people on board. It'll be interesting to see where it goes. Sure. Yeah. Yes. 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 
I, I mean, for me personally, I just want to, I want to do other content. And I mean, I really had fun, like watching Adam do his PSV Vita video. I was like, man, that thing was amazing. I wish I could do that kind of stuff. I have ideas for two other videos already, but yeah, it's just a matter of when do I get to start and work on them. So two other retrospectives, let's say. Oh, next Tales of released in 2021. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I think there's lots of stuff. And between the four of us, we get to cover a lot. And I was telling Adam this, uh, viewers and listeners, that um, I, I thought we, you know, my idea for this is to create a community. So we've got podcasts, we've got board games, we've got video games. We're going to have, you know, keep getting back on the social a lot more, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, I just signed us up for a TikTok account as well. So we're putting some, like, I just recorded some of this podcast. I can throw that up on TikTok with some weird TikTok-y music, see how that does, and sort of create a, a comprehensive media platform. And then, you know, maybe once Antoine and Phil, we're all settled and stuff, maybe we do a website and get some nice forums going where we can talk about stuff. And we have a Discord as well that I need to put the links up. So if you guys want to use that, we have a Discord server that has been created so we can get some community gaming going because uh, sometimes you know i'd love to play a game like valheim but i would not want to play it by myself yes anton we do have a discord server um it is available but the links have not been shared just we have an endless list of things to do and with two extra people maybe more we get to create something really big and comprehensive for people our age and people older maybe even some younger people you know we'll see and uh see where it goes yeah. Okay. All right. So next, I mean, what does streaming look like for you this week, Adam? I should be streaming uh, Wednesday and Friday. I should be back on schedule. I mean, everything that I had pretty much is finally done for the time being. So all my mornings should be free. So let's see. Yesterday I did Apex. So tomorrow I'm going to do Near. I'm a little bit further in the game now. So, uh, that is not like Haven. I'm enjoying it so much that I am playing it in my free time. Sorry, guys. Uh, no, I'm really enjoying it. I loved Automata. And this one is... It's similar. It's different. Uh, but it's it's still a lot of fun. And it feels the same. Even though it, even though it, it it's different. Characters are different. Settings different. Uh, the way you move around is different. Uh, gameplay is slightly different. It just feels the same. Uh, I think the music is a really big part of that, but I'm really enjoying it. So I'm about five, six hours in now. Uh, so I'll be streaming that on Wednesday. And then on Friday, I am debating because I've been trying to do three different games a week just to kind of switch it up. And I'm debating whether I want to do Watam, which is probably quite short. It's by the same guy that did Katamari. Uh, it's a game about friendship. Or Going Under, I think it's called Going Under, uh, or is it Going Down? I think it's called Going Under, and that's a dungeon crawler, it's, it's, it's a uh, tech startup dungeon crawler, so that one looked kind of interesting, uh, so I might try that one out. So both of those are kind of smaller indie games, so I, uh, I think what my goal is right now for streaming is I'm going to try to stick to maybe one multiplayer game, so right now that's Apex. And one kind of a bigger game that's going to be near and then one indie. So when I finish the indie, I'll pick up another indie. When I pick finish the big game, I'm going to pick up another one. So, yeah. Okay, very cool. Um, I'm doing the opposite of that. So I'm 
literally decided, I told Adam I was going to do this in May, but I've just done it in April. I've literally only streamed Hearthstone Monday, Thursday, Friday this week. And uh, Saturday, Sunday, as you guys know, I play with Hans and Sunday I play with my brothers, Elite Dangerous. And Tuesday, Wednesday is usually just like the work days. So far for me, it's, it's a, it's a Hearthstone, only streaming Hearthstone has paid off as far as like impressions go. Those are the people who, who see me playing Hearthstone. They don't necessarily click on it, but it, it does help. And uh, that's going to be it for me until the end of this month. So another four days. And maybe after that, I might keep on doing Hearthstone, depending how things go. We'll see. But next month, uh, May, I might do, I might finish Evil Genius 2, which is really cool. And I, I was actually thinking about playing that last night, or maybe play some Elite. Uh, oh, I don't know that he wants an Elite Dangerous vs. Eve Online video. Oh, God. Uh, I've always wanted to get into EVE Online, but it just looks like such a time sink that I'm like, no. It looks such a learning curve. Uh, learning curves, you learn. That's the point. No, but I mean, that's why I, I, I dislike playing Elite with my brothers because I feel like you spend so much time learning and, and it's so simulated so much that it wastes the one hour, one and a half hours we have to play together as opposed to like having a game with action or strategy or something like that where it's just gameplay, gameplay, gameplay as opposed to, oh yeah, I'm traveling light years from X to A to B. Now we just sit and do nothing. Uh, it feels like uh, some sessions of Divinity Original Sin with my friends where we'll be doing something and it's just like two hours and it's like, what did we accomplish today? Nothing. Yeah, no. No. You know, and then other days it's like, oh yeah, we we did six battles. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's just so okay. So keep an eye out for Adam streaming, and Antoine can't stream at the moment because you know he's got family issues. But maybe in the future. And Phil, Adam's gonna have a chat to Phil, and we're gonna bring Antoine and Phil into a big group chat online or or Facebook maybe, and so we can keep things and organize things a bit better. So a hot start for me in the evening. Still, I still have not transitioned to the morning. And I'm just going to be sticking to his streaming times as usual. So keep an eye out for his near stream tomorrow. And keep an eye out for his stream on Friday of Patam. Watam. Watam. Possibly. I'm just still debating. But yeah, I might do Watam. Because if that's been sitting in my backlog for a while, whereas going under just entered it last week. So. Okay, and keep an eye out for stuff on our Facebook. I, I usually tend to post stuff to Facebook a bit more now and try to remember to post it to Twitter, interact, give us, leave us your comments. The most recent thing I posted was that the graphics card shortage is still going to be going on. I have a look at that article. Leave us your comments. What do you think about today's show? What do you think about the expansion? What do you think about us expanding Middle Age Gaming to include two more dudes? And hopefully we're going to find some more ladies as well. Oh, what do you think about where we're going? The podcast, the numbers, the shows? Do you want us to do like dedicated episodes to popular games? Uh, would that be a thing? Uh, thanks to Anton for being here and watching and listening. And thanks to you guys for listening to the podcast and downloading it. And we really appreciate it. And keep an eye out for a hopefully four-person, if not three-person show uh, next week, Tuesday. All right. Uh, yeah. And if you guys want to join our family, let us know. You know, we're open to newcomers. So let's go ahead and see there. I want a video on Adam's figurines on the background. Ah, my, my Gundams and my uh, cloud there. I've told Adam to do that video. That would be so cool. I, I, I've told Adam to do a stream of him making a building a Gundam. I love it. It's so much fun. Yeah. But they can be like eight hours for the bigger one. That would be an eight hour charity stream. You know, 
I could do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring your food, you know, take your breaks, go to the bathroom, and just build the Gantam the whole day. Mm. Yes. All right. Thanks, everyone. We will see you as usual on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, on the stream, and we'll see you next week for the podcast. Catch you later. Later. Thank you.